Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Windy City White Sox and Cubs podcast coming at you. White Sox about to uh, touch down in Detroit as the weekend should be profitable. See if Lucas can get his act together against the Tigers. He's actually struggled against Detroit this year. Cubs welcoming in St. Louis. Nice two out of three against the Padres, beating you Darvish. That was sweet. The Cubs, we're going to delve into their vaccine issues as they're just not going to reach 85%. Can you imagine your Ian Happ or your Javi Baez or your Chris Bryant? You had a great series. You took two out of three. You're tied for first place. You're enjoying the season. Let's take a let's get on that plane and enjoy a ride home. Oh, Everybody put on their masks because Anthony Rizzo can't figure out that he needs to get the vaccine. Rizzo was on David Kaplan's ESPN 1000 radio show and said he's not getting it. And I guess Eric Sogard seems like he's not one of them. And, uh, and, and Jason Hayward, I don't think, is getting the vaccine. We'll talk about that. But that just sucks. Sucks. I need to do more research. No, you don't. No, you don't. You've had every doctor, I'm sure, come in there and explain to you why you should get the vaccine, and you're just not getting the vaccine. Somehow this has become a political thing, like so many things do. Kind of irritating. And Wrigley going to 100%, which is sweet, but you are a little bit looking around, right? If you're going to a Cub game, have you gotten it? Is everybody going to be required to show their vaccine card, which I'm sure they're not? That's a little odd. Now, I guess you can feel comfortable, by the way, that even if, you've, if you do get COVID once getting the vaccine, the symptoms are going to be less and all that type of stuff. But uh, just, just bizarre times. There's Rizzo, didn't get it, and the crowd is 100% full screaming for him. Go, Anthony. I wonder if there will be like three people that boo Rizzo. Could there be three people? Hey, hey Riz, hey, Riz, wake up. Kind of like that Red Sox fan who uh, trolled Alex uh, – Bregman, that was sweet if you saw that. Uh, you know I don't want your autograph, you cheater. Go bang on a drum, you bum, which is a little aggressive, but yet I was fairly entertained. All right, coming up on the podcast, Jordan Burnfield, Brian Beto. We'll talk some Cubs and then Courtney and Mo. The King missing again this week. King has got to work on his schedule, but I do have a special King moment at the back end of the podcast, even though he missed the podcast. We've got to get the King in here. So that is all coming up. Thank you for listening to the Windy City Podcast. Would love a five-star rating. 
or four star, probably even take a three star. Uh, and any comments are greatly, greatly appreciated. DeWindy City Podcast starts right now. Showtime. So I just want to be honest to all our podcast listeners. I This podcast was supposed to start about 13 minutes ago, so I was late today. And I'd like to apologize both to Jordan Burnfield and Brian Beto. And, gentlemen, if you don't mind, I'd like to tell a quick story. Uh, I think you'll appreciate this. I was so once, you're late, and then you're going to go ahead just, and just, actually come at us with the story? I'm going to yeah. go give give you a Lee Elliott rant when you're – when your story is yeah, yeah no, I'm, right not letting you talk just want you to sit here and look at me tell you this story but i think you really enjoy it so it's gonna pay off uh i was once the producer for sports central with this host his name was david kaplan and uh um, never heard of him yeah he, he <laughs> never heard of the show i think yeah. he's a cub fan you know there was always various things that had to be done for cap uh, book the show was like job number one but cap basically did that himself i got jim hendry ryan terrio john mcdonough and patrick kane for you tonight pal just don't forget to call him was but ryan terrio in the shower because that was usually one of the uh hijinks parts of he, the, those two were like besties for about they were for maybe two years but so Cap would always give you, you were like his secretary. There was just things you had to do that would be random. Hey, will you drop off these four tickets on this Friday for my buddy who's going to be at Wrigley? And so there was one time that was the deal. And I was supposed to go and drop these tickets off. Now I'm not well organized and I completely forgot. So this dude's at the window and Cap is calling me like, did you drop off the tickets? And I had like messed up five things earlier that week. So there was no choice in my mind whatsoever than to just go straight lie. Absolutely. I dropped him off. <laughs> and, and like, I'm like, tell him it was at window 12. I mean, I stuck to the lie to the end to this day. This is the first <laughs> time I have admitted that I blatantly 1000% was not at Wrigley to drop off those tickets. And that dude got, and cap probably like called up, whoever was in charge at the time crane kenny and got him four behind don't worry about it pal i i got him i got it taken care of and i know you never went there <laughs> so he just stone cold poker face just called out your lie and oh like, he, and he, he had no reason to do it but he just knew well, he knew who he was dealing with one plus year <laughs> in, maybe maybe three weeks in this guy's a nice guy he's a fun guy He'll try hard, but he ain't organized. He will fuck things up, and 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 I did. Uh, um, all right, can I get opinions on, on the Wrigleyville jerseys from you guys? Any any thoughts? You know, you- I like them. I I know that Twitter <laughs> hates them, and so maybe this is unpopular. I like I saw when they leaked from some guy I forget who it was that I don't really know anything about leaked a picture of them, and then. Uh, you know, everyone was just killing them immediately. I don't know. I like the two-tone blue. I mean, they do kind of look like the Tennessee Titans uniforms, but I like the Tennessee Titans uniforms. Uh, I like how the Wrigley is written in the same arch as the marquee. Am I missing something? I think they look pretty nice. Okay. So my first thought when I saw like just like a leaked picture, I was like, these are awful. Like this, like I had the same sort of reaction and like devastation as I did when I saw like Dusty Wright, Nafi Perez's name in the lineup for like the 150th consecutive. Day. Well, that like, was every day. I felt. So, yeah. And I'm like, I was just disgusted. And then like, I saw them on 
And then I like, I changed my opinion. Like I like the colors. I like the kind of ode to like the V-neck. I like the hats a lot. What I yeah. don't like is the actual text of Wrigleyville. I think that's kind of lame. What could they Even just said- Wrigley would have been cool. Yeah, right. Wrigleyville. Like, like anything other than Wrigleyville. Literally, yes. like sluggers would have been better. Hold on. Can, can we explore this? Like, what is, I, I'm guessing, like, what what is the problem with the word? It just Wrigleyville seems so, language? like, cliche and corny yeah. and, like, because, because touristy. I don't know. Because yeah. Wrigleyville is a bunch of losers. And I'm speaking as somebody who lived in Wrigleyville <laughs> at, at 803 West Roscoe. Like, it's fraternity heaven and yeah but that's what wrigley has profited the cubs have profited off of wrigleyville forever so you can't divorce yourself the ville the ville drives me nuts just the ville i i don't disagree (laughs) with your sentiment but for them to say like they can't divorce themselves from wrigleyville they are wrigleyville yeah, that's but, a complete identity crisis. If they're if they were to sit here and say, they, "Oh, yeah. we're not Wrigleyville. We only make millions of dollars off of fraternity d bags that are constantly around the ballpark," like that is that is that that is the Wrigley experience. Like you can't divorce yourself from what is obviously the experience. That's like saying, "Oh, we're not going to let anyone with bucket hats and sandals into Wrigley Field. There'd be nobody at the game." Put north side in there. Let just yes. their south side, your north side. Yeah, but see, they wanted to go full inclusion of all the neighborhoods. But I did think that right, my right. biggest, Lake my you. biggest right, Lake you. my biggest criticism was that they and maybe this is just me being me, and this is a technicality, but they wanted I I read the explanation that they wanted to include all the neighborhoods and they want to make it like one city, cub together, the whole thing. But technically, Wrigleyville is not one of the 77 neighborhoods right. in Chicago. <laughs> so if that's going to be your theme, you should probably not put the text of a non-existent neighborhood on the front of the jersey. That's my biggest problem. Otherwise, I kind of like the colors. I think it's kind of cool. And, and let's be honest, don't own something that you're not. You're not like Johnny inclusive, all 77 neighborhoods in Chicago. That's not what you're about. Maybe you, no. in an utopian world, you'd like to be that, although I would be skeptical that even that's the case, considering who the Cubs politically are affiliated with. Uh, so I'm not even, let, let's be honest of what's going on here. Maybe there are some people within the Cubs organization that might think that way. But, you know, don't, don't, don't act like you're something that you're, like, really pretty far away from. And I love going to Wrigley Field. Oh, I mean, I'm like, going tomorrow. against, like, the whole Wrigley experience. I'm not, I mean, we were all that guy with the sandals and, like, yes. uh, at some point. But it just, I don't know, the, the Wrigleyville thing kind of just threw me off. But, again, it's a hard job. Like, I'm not knocking him. I do like the color scheme. I think the hats are lit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I like the White Sox. I felt like the White Sox ones were just more encompassing. I liked those. <laughs> Tony LaRusso with the sideways hat. I don't know yeah. how I felt about that. The whole thing, it was kind of funny, I guess. But I I don't know. They, they could have been worse. There's like the, when the Bulls ones came out, the first ones were just incredible. If you remember those, like the white ones with the, the city colors, they had the city flag down the shorts and they had the old cursive Chicago as homage to the eighties bulls. Like that was awesome. And it was sort of hard to replicate over time. So this was like their first crack at it. And there were some, there were some good things. I, I like, 
I hate breaking it down too much. I feel like when we like everyone's ripping it on Twitter, I feel like it's like the, the Super Bowl halftime show that regardless of how good it is, everyone's going to hate it regardless. Also, everyone, Twitter is where everyone hates everything. It's everything. Nobody Correct. likes anything on Twitter. Correct. Outside of this podcast, everyone hates everything. Yes. Let me let's let's move on and let me just rip one more thing. And and we did this for the record on another podcast and we stopped short. And I, I'm not going to stop short today because I, I just I, I it, this is ridiculous. Uh, the Cubs are now one of there are 20 teams in Major League Baseball that have hit 85 percent. Two Almost more are 22. Yeah. yeah. And two more are coming. I'm sorry. This is completely and utterly preposterous. There's going to be 100% capacity out there. Season ticket holders have been forced to go back in. I'm sure a ton of them are like me that didn't want to do it. And yet the Cubs can't figure out how to get vaccinated. There's a great piece in The Athletic. I think it was uh, Patrick Mooney who wrote it. Ian Happ's mom did you guys see this? Mary, yes, I read it. Yes. Yeah. Mary Beth. She's a professor and associate dean at Ohio State University's College of Nursing. Hap's been heavily involved in these talks in his role with the MLB Players Association. If I was Ian Hap or Wilson Contreras or Chris Bryant or Javi Baez, who have all been out front, I would stand up in front of all of them. What the hell do you guys need to know that you don't know? Because I could, I could see like one rogue dude. But clear, it's more than that, and so it's at least four, according to the uh, rumor mill. So, and I don't want to call anybody out specifically. I, I do. Think a lot of people know who they are, so I don't need to mention them on this podcast. I mean, I think anyone that's paying attention knows who know. the players are. Okay, it's a moronic stance, and I <laughs> frankly can't, I can't defend it at all. And I read David Ross's comments, and I understand what he has to say. He's the manager. He can't bury the, the anti-vax players. He has to say, don't judge them. And it's like, listen, I get your stance. And I understand that in this country, there is a divide over sanity. For some reason, there is no reason that these guys shouldn't get vaccinated. I am clearly on the pro-vax side of all of this. Not only, and, and here's the thing, like we've gotten to the point in this country and I don't want to make this a political thing because I don't think that this is a political thing. It clearly like, is. But it, it clear, is. It, it but totally it is. is. Yes. But we're making it now where like politicians are going to give people a million dollars to get a shot that I was willing to get for free. Fine, <laughs> fine. As long as people get vaccinated, I don't care at this point. But I think, Carr, you should get your, your season tickets up. Hey, yeah. you know, if you haven't gotten it yet, there you go. Season ticks. But, but here's that, the thing. Like, if you can't, if you can't, great idea. if you can't appeal to the players on the basis of it's good for your health and good for the health of others, what bothers me even more right now is that they are costing the Cubs from a competitive advantage standpoint because they won't do it. I, if I can't, like, there are certain people who you will never convince, right, that it is good for their health and good for the health of others. So if we just throw out the altruistic or sane logic reason why you should get it, then let's break it down by the fact that the Cubs are likely to sometime this summer have one guy get it and then five guys are out for contact tracing and then they're going to have to play the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme song on loop through Wrigley Field for 10 days while all of these guys are out and they go on a huge slide and the season crumbles because of it, right? Well, Is that and, what's going to happen? And, and, if Patrick Wisdom goes down to contact tracing, <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. Absolutely lose my mind. Yes. If Sergio Alcantara or Patrick Wisdom have to miss time. Even in a Sunday, I never thought I would say in the, the year of 2021, but here we are. How here about, we are. 
How about Patrick Wisdom floating one into right field yesterday against you, Darvish, not trying to go big, big ball guy. Hey, I'll first and third. Who was going? Oh, Ian Happ going to third. Yeah, that, that was a, that was a sweet play. Um, and, and look, you just had a okay road trip, but you 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 take two or three from the positive. You're, you're right. It's out. You're beating you, Darvish. You're flying back cross country. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to sit here and relax on the plane with no mask and and what and and be able to go out to dinner uh, tonight on an off day before the Cardinals come into? Wouldn't that be lovely? And I'm sure some of them, by the way, who are vaccinated, are doing it. I would think, but they're they're put they're being put in the now you have to break the rules to do that it's really but just... here, here's the other side of it though and i i am to be clear not defending any of these guys that are choosing not to get the vaccine because i don't i don't see this as a two-sided issue even though it is okay the other part of it is major league baseball i mean the idea that the manager and the coaching staff have to wear masks in the dugout when they're outside and they're going to have 40,000 people, including me at Wrigley field tomorrow is a joke. Okay. There's nothing scientific behind that. And I don't think that anyone should turn down the opportunity to get the vaccine. But I also think that if you're going to have no social distancing, no mask wearing in the ballpark and 40,000 people assembled, at the ballpark, then the idea that David Ross has to wear a mask under his nose to go make a pitching change makes zero sense. I, I have a I have a conspiracy theory. I think that David Ross starts Eric Sogard at second base just so he's socially distant from him. <laughs> I think that's what it comes down. To. I don't want to be around these guys. Sogard, you're 650 OPSing, but I don't want to be by it, pal. Get out there in the four hole. And, and <laughs> hey, Eric Sogard, listen, I was on you, Sogard, so good, so gone. See you later. We don't need you. You're completely irrelevant. I know that Nico obviously is hurt right now, so we need him a little bit more. But Nick Madrigal, I think, blew out his Achilles last night for the White Sox. That was brutal, man. That sucked. Um, After uh, speaking of that game, sorry, I'm derailing this, but did you see Eric Backus, who had maybe the worst strike zone I've ever seen in my life, that Sunday night Cubs Cardinals game, throw that bat at Jose Abreu last night? I didn't, I heard about it. I hear he's not having a great season. It's it's rough. (laughs) It's, it's, it's real rough. Like, I mean, maybe the worst rookie year of all time. I was trying to compare it to like who in a Cubs uniform had as bad of a rookie season as Eric Backus has had at the major league umpiring level. I mean, horrendous. Like, yeah, I not can't good. even. Any relation Jason to Benetti David last Backus, goes, by the way? What's that? David Backus. Any... <laughs> <laughs> Jason Benetti, after after the play, goes, man, he was having a bad, like, talking about Eric Backus. He's had, he was having a bad enough first inning as it was. Then he throws <laughs> a bat at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. Yeah. Uh, so good. So, all right, a little, little on the field here. In, or I guess off the field too. Bob Nightingale, did you see his uh, little piece today about who might be available at the trade deadline? It, so those guys aren't available is what you're saying. Now. No, no, Bob no. i no. saying they are. No, no, exactly right. So Bob, that's a very good point. Like Bob is, could very well be wrong here, but he's, and that's, uh, I, this whole point just got ruined by that point because Bob Nightingale's <laughs> never gotten anything right. But just for the outside chance that Nightingale is on point here. <laughs> so these are the non-available guys. I love Bob Nightingale. The guy, yes. I mean, like, seriously, that guy is my hero. Nothing's right. Phenomenal <laughs> career. I mean, that's not inspiring. Absolutely. 
Like, Absolutely. It's like He's a Wonderman, like right? Kevin Gregg. Guy blows every save, still gets paid like eight figures to go out and do so. He's my idol. To yeah. not be good at your job and get paid that much money to do so. I hear you. What would you say you do here? <laughs> you do here. No sources ever correct Nightingale. But in his no sources world, he's got the Cubs at least considering trading Craig Kimbrell. So, which Embito is, is nodding. It, it, it sounds right. It, it, it sounds. Yeah, consider it. Yeah. You, so, okay. Well, when would you. The, when the would hard you, part, though. You, how can you like? I get, I get it. We've talked about it, mm-hmm. but I think that the idea of trading him was when you were non-competitive. Like the strength of this team right now, you guys would agree, is their bullpen. They have the second best bullpen ERA in the league. Batters are batting under 200 against this bullpen. Their bullpen has been unbelievable. So this idea that you could trade the closer who is having an unbelievable season. Like, I understand from a future of the franchise standpoint, but I think that if they're going to win the division or make the playoffs, which again, who knows, because this division is tight and none of the teams are that good, but the Cubs are at the top of it. You can't trade Kimbrell if you're going to make the playoffs. I don't know how you mean that. I I don't disagree. And I'm not saying like advocating. I've come around and changing that I would like to hold on if possible, because I actually think the team is pretty good as we've talked about. But I mean, just to, you got to play the flip side of it and say, you got to think about it, consider it. I mean, if somebody's going crazy with their offer to try to obtain him, if it's like a Roldis Chapman type situation where you're getting, you know, top level prospects, like with crazy eye upside, it's something you have to, it's a discussion you have to have, I would right, think. But the, yeah. but the Yankees, when they made that deal, they were out of it. Like if you're, or they're very fair. You, so, like I think I'm, I think Beto's point is is well made and he's right. I think you're right. Like if you got an amazing offer, then you have to consider, consider it, it even though it would hurt you for this year. But this Cubs team, I was thinking about this earlier, and this is a point that's that's along these lines. You know that from the beginning, and I readily admit it, I admitted it last week. I was not a believer in this roster. Beto, to his credit, from the beginning has been, been a believer in this bullpen. I'd never thought that this bullpen would be as good as it is, but it is, okay? Is it possible, hear me out on this, is it possible that when the Cubs traded Darvish, which I think was completely financially motivated and not what they wanted to do, but after it happened, Jed looked at this thing and said, we don't have the starting pitching to compete, so the only way we can win is sort of to be like, what the Rays have tried to build and be a bullpen first team. We don't have a good starting pitching. They are in the bottom half of the league in almost every statistical category for starting pitching. But the only way we're going to win in 2021, which maybe even Jed in the most honest moment thought they were not going to be this good because everything would have to go right for the bullpen. But maybe the design was we don't have the starting pitching to compete. So the only way we're going to do it is to be exactly this, is to have a great bullpen and to have a good enough offense. And now they find themselves having maximized those things. And now it hurts their future. It's guaranteed to hurt their future because they can't blow up this roster if they're going to win the division or make the playoffs. They de- they, they got rid of Ryan Tapera. They had no interest in him. And then 
okay, yeah, fine. Maybe, he's maybe it's not. He, he's still sitting out there. We'll bring him back. By the way, that guy, and I don't he's want nasty. To, he's Tapera's nasty. He's definitely cheating. He, he, he there's there, there, that dude <laughs> has to be cheating. How the hell did you go from being not good to to good? He was good last year. Right. He just, right. he's always because, had a walk rate and then it was higher and that's, he cut that down and it's good. He's always had a good slider. Wait, do you you watch, had to be the most insecure, like boyfriend ever. He, she is definitely cheating on me. Did you, I watched him yesterday very closely. All he did in between every single pitch was either a touch his belt, B touch his hat. Watch him. He's twitching like a madman like out there. Eddie Harrison, major league, Crisco, bar dog, Vagisil. Like <laughs> any one of them get a two, three inch drop off your curveball. I, I would bet a lot <laughs> of dough that Tapera is cheating, straight cheating. And they all, they all are. Garrett Cole, oh, it's six miles an hour less. Oh, Trevor Bauer, 10 miles an hour less. Like, I agree. I mean, so. Yeah, but baseball, I mean, there's always been shady stuff going on in baseball. It right? seems but, worse, though, doesn't yeah. it? It seems more magnified. I don't know if it's the camera situation, but it seems. And I think maybe it's because the pitchers are dominating so much. People are starting to look at it more. Yes, well, I mean, the, the, the hitting in baseball across the board is literally historically terrible. <laughs> so we are looking at the worst offense since they lowered the mound in 1968. Literally the worst. So, yeah, I'm sure all the – I mean, right now pitching in Major League Baseball is unhittable for the most part. I, it's I unhittable. Just, no one is hitting anything. I would just like to call myself and basically everybody else out for all being idiots because we just assume that, oh, bigger, stronger, faster, they can they can spin it better. Of course they're cheating. Of course some, this is not – this is – you can't tell me that all of a sudden they've just turned into these guys can throw seven, 98, 99 consistently. Something weird is going on as per always in baseball. I don't understand either. I Yes, I do understand, but – because there's so much money and whatever you feel like you're competing against dudes that are cheating. But like when your head hits the pillow at night, don't you feel like a fraud and worry that you're like, you're going to get caught at any moment. And it's all going to be over. Doesn't that, isn't that the life you're living, which kind of sucks. Yeah. See, but I, I mean, used to it, think that, and I, I think I would, but who is it? Melky, Melky Cabrera, right. Got caught using PEDs. The guy still made his contract, right? Right. The guy yeah. still made like 80 million bucks. I'm just saying I, that's not how I think, but I understand why yeah. guys are like, well, screw it. I mean, I'm not, they're not taking away my money. Yeah, I agree. I actually have to, list. I have to hop here in a second. I know you were really all bummed about that, but they, I agree to that point too. Like, I mean, if everyone else is doing it, not saying it's right. And Jordan's point, I don't think like this, but it's going to cost you money if you're not, and they all are, because they're all going to get paid because they have better performances. It's the same thing too. Like looking back in like the late nineties or mid early nineties, early two thousands, like the fact that we didn't know that these guys were just absolutely massive, that they weren't on something yes. cheating. Like that's kind of an indictment of everyone watching and blinded yeah. by how mm. awesome that those home run chases were. Beto, so. I apologize. I was late. Go do your thing. I'll, I'll well, Jordan, I will wrap up with one more thought. Appreciate you brother. Love you both. Thanks, Vito. Go Cubs. The dog. World Series. Here come, the Car- here come the Cardinals. Jordan, you're going tomorrow. Are you a little bit weirded out that you're yes. literally – You are, yes. right? It's weird. Yes. I, I So last week, I went to a Chicago Dogs game, actually, because a friend of mine asked if I'd come. He's the play-by-play guy for the Dogs, so he, would, he asked if I'd come hang out for a couple innings, so I went. And it was the first – 
real event that I've been to in what, 17 months where there were many people, almost no one wearing a mask. And I have to admit, it's a strange, it, it's uncomfortable at the beginning, but, but then again, I was in a booth with just him and one other guy. And, you know, we weren't like a monk. So I'm going with a friend tomorrow and we both kind of said, how do you feel about this? Cause at the time we were going to go, but it wasn't hundred percent capacity. And then they opened it up. So I, I don't know how I'm going to feel. I'm, I'm really excited to go to Wrigley field. And I think that one thing that I have learned from this pandemic that I will never do again is I'm not taking anything for granted again. Like this is, I'm going to soak in Wrigley field. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of being there because you don't know when you get to go again, but I am very weirded out by this. Yes. I mean, you're going to have, would you be, I, I think it's weird. Like, and, and, and I listen, I'm walking into, I, I walked through the supermarket the other day. I didn't have my mask on and I felt a little bit naked, but I was just like, whatever. I'm, this is what the doctors, right. this is what the doctors right. are saying. I'm you got to trust science, right? I got, I'm double vaccinated. Let's right. go. I, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to walk around with a mask uh, when I don't have to right. once, once I've done everything that I can do. However, a hundred percent capacity when I, when, and I don't know who the hell's in the grocery store either, but 40,000 people all jammed in, uh, you know, in the troughs. Having and a, I, I noticed too, that the Cubs, and this is not blaming them, but the Cubs have made their new policy. And I'm sure you got this as a season ticket holder, but when I was sent the tickets, it has like the list of, you know, requirements or whatever, because I'm vaccinated, I don't have to wear a mask. It says, in right, but email I got now I'm going to bring mine just in case I feel uncomfortable, but you're right. Like I went into a Starbucks a few days ago or a CBS and I had my mask as the sign on the door, you know, they hadn't taken it down. And then I said, do I need to wear my mask in here? And they said, are you vaccinated? I said, yes. They said, no, you, you don't have to, we can't ask you to wear it. And so I pulled my mask down and if no, question it feels better not to have to wear it i mean nobody likes wearing the mask but it's weird and i think it's going to be weird there's no question and listen the people that are probably wearing the mask are the ones that are vaccinated the people that are yes. not wearing them definitely didn't never wanted to get the vaccine never yeah. the, 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 there was never covid nobody right. none of those it's people a, actually it's a hoax <laughs> and all this crap white socks white socks All right, so King, you missed the podcast, and uh, you've got some stuff going on in your personal life. Condolences uh, to you and your family uh, with your amazing wife, Jen, who is the greatest person that uh, I've ever personally met, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, but I'm going to quickly pivot and say, what the hell, man? You missed the White Sox podcast. This is even, even in these times, this is not you. We missed you deeply, so we're making an addition to have you on because we love you so much. Well, I, I can tell you this. Jen would have been disappointed that I missed it. And only for her passing would she uh, give me a pass uh, on missing it. So I apologize. Uh, because one thing Jen loved most is sitting out on a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday afternoon watching the White Sox, mostly uh, Friday night or Saturday, so that we could watch the fireworks and participate in the best 
value proposition in baseball, the Chicago White Sox. It, it, it is true, and um, I think Courtney's joining in as well, Mo, uh, King. Everybody wants to be with you here uh, for the special King pod. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Hi, King. I've missed your face. How are you, Courtney? It's How good. are you? I'm, I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, some sad times, but, you know, the White Sox are moving forward aggressively, so Jen would have loved that. And, and here's why I know we're going to win the World Series, because – Excuse me, because there's there's an angel, there is an angel on their wigs, and she loved that team. She loved to watch this team, and it's not just my good, it's not just my optimism, but it's her her spirit will which will help us win this World Series. I know that for sure. So everybody will love hearing this. It's beautiful, King. I, I love seeing you and the emotions around it. And your wife is the greatest. I'll say it again. Uh, and so are you, pal. But so she gave me a whole soliloquy. Cubs games suck. It's crowded. The people, uh, I way rather, I mean, she gave me a whole thing about how she much, 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 much preferred. Well, you know, and don't forget, she had an unbelievable sense of smell. And she used to tell me, well, we, we didn't go to very many Cubs games, maybe two times in the last year. And she would come out and said, that place smells like urine. And I, I, and I would say, I would go, because it's a shithole, honey. It's a shithole. Let's go down to the south side. I, I got to say, though, I appreciate a good urine smell in my ballpark. Like old Comiskey, Courtney, does, Mo, you're old enough to remember it. Courtney, did you ever go to old Comiskey or were you, were you not? I don't even know. That doesn't seem even possible for you. Well, I, I appreciate you making me seem younger than I am. I was there like the la very last year, but I was so young. I mean, I, I was it's I don't have any strong memories of it, but I do like a solid urine smell in my dive bars. I will give you that. <laughs> so I sort of understand what you're saying, Mark. But I also agree with King. Wrigley is a good hole. All the people you're on top of each other. But yeah. Listen, here's what it is. And Courtney, you're, 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 you're downplaying it. Wrigley <laughs> is, is it's a shithole. The, the, the stadium's a shithole. You, you, you can't put lipstick on that pig. It's, it's, <laughs> it's nostalgically nice, but it's a shithole in terms of the fans don't know what baseball's all about. Oh. The, food, the food sucks. <laughs> I mean, if you want true baseball that has a desert, you know, has a, it's advanced baseball with a designated hitter, go down to the South side and see some real baseball fans that know what they're talking about. So the North side is for fair weather fans that don't know baseball. Let's just call it what it is. Well, well King, let's just call it what it is then. And just mention that, uh, Courtney and Mo have both been very angry at me on text that the Windy City podcast, I put the Cubs and the Sox together all in one, both, both sides of town covered. And Courtney and Mo hate me for it because it's they disrespectful. It. It's disrespectful for where the, this city has moved in the past year, both from a talent perspective and from a momentum and, 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 and what a love perspective. It's just disrespectful. You're behind the times, Mark. And I, you know how much I love you, but come on, get, get forward thinking for God's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I'm going to have to consider this week. It's, it's going to be a combo as well. And you guys are coming after the cub pod because, because they had a big two out of three against the Padres. So, you know, if, if you're going to get all bent out of shape on wow. that, yeah. All right. See Mo, you, it just, it, right. It's, it's just, it's like a double pain, but I, I think it flows better because I asked them, I talked to Jordan and Brian and they were like, Oh, this is, I love being on with the white Sox. No problem whatsoever. We, we love the King. We love Courtney. We love Mo. 
but you guys are just straight hating on these on these hardworking Cubs podcasters. Mark, I'm going to give you a little. Well, like, go ahead, Courtney. Go ahead. Mark, oh, sorry, Mo. You know my big mouth. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of crap here. You know, you talk about the Cubs taking two out of three from the Padres. Yeah, they did. But the Sox also took two out of three from the Blue Jays, and they are very thin right now with injuries. So that needs to be discussed way more than the Cubs are doing. Let me give a positive there. Mo, do you want to follow up on that before I give you a nice – I, I, Yeah, I just want to correct you again. We, we were not – nothing against the podcasters. It's just the podcast topic, which which King and Courtney have, have correctly pointed out. You know, the, the Cubs added to it really adds nothing to, to the Sox. Well, and let me let me just add one more thing, Mark. I knew you know my knew my wife very well, and she was, you know, an instrumental part of your life, and 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 you guys support each other so well. And but you know, Mo came to the Shiva and 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 uh, to honor her as you did. And I can tell you, Mo is rebounding much better than you are. <laughs> <laughs> I know grief takes in, but grief should not affect the way you think. And I appreciate you coming, Mo. And, and frankly, Mark, I think you got to get your Jen would be disgusted with the uh, with this pace of which you are are not bouncing back. I'll I'll consider that moving forward as best I can. And I love you, Jen. And by the by the way, I've, I'm bringing her with me on the tennis court in my morning tennis. I've been talking to her in between points, and she's been scolding me out there too. So it's been it's been uh, when when things aren't going well, get back in there, buddy. So uh, I'm u- I'm using her that way. It's one of my one of my things that I do. But so uh, let me uh, just just highlight a positive White Sox on the field, actually kind of off the field moment. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but last night after they took two out of three from the Blue Jays. Tim Anderson's walking off the field and him and Tony had a little bit of a moment, a little fist bump, a little chat. It seemed like there was some rapport going on there and I appreciated it. I, I thought, well, okay, there we go. Leader Tony with his guy front well, and center in the clubhouse. I, did anybody see that? Anybody notice well, that? Not only me? that, not only that last night, but did you see when Tony achieved his 2,764th win. Did you see that and how the players greeted him in the victory line? Hey, King, this will, this will excite you, King. I was at that game. I was at that game. I was. I was there. I was at the rates. I saw they flash that beautiful thing on the scoreboard. It got a smattering of booze, but that's okay. That's what we do. Um, but I was there, baby. I was there. But, represent- did you see, but did you see how the players... Abreu, did you see Anderson? Did you see Giolito? Did you see the leaders on that ball club, uh, a fanny pack, and hug Tony in congratulations? And did you hear Lance Lynn afterwards say that he's honored to be on the team of a uh, of a manager that is so proficient and so excellent in what he does? Did you hear all that? I, I'm going to say what Tim Anderson said. And I think they're, I think they're, they're starting to kind of gel a little bit more and like they're the bad kids. And Tony's like the father that has to scold them on occasion. So I'm hoping that that rapport is starting to grow and things are starting to get a little bit better on that end. But again, King, to your point, to your always your point, they continue to win. They continue to be in first place. That's all that matters. Courtney and Mo doing double time here as we bring in the King uh, who was, missing the podcast yesterday. Now that podcast is not going to make a podcast because this podcast is getting longer by the moment. And there is breaking news that we didn't have yesterday, which is that Nick Madrigal is going to be out for two months 
with the hamstring injury. Danny Mendek is getting the bulk of the time right now. Uh, bulk of the time is a little over the top because it's only been, you know, one game yesterday and, and him stepping in the field when Madrigal got hurt. Mo, let me play this one to you. Do you like Mendek there and just, hey, give him 10 games to see if he can handle it? Or would you be more aggressive if he struggles against Detroit this weekend? I think you have to give it some time. I, I think, you know, we talked about this previously. I'm, I'm not against the Sox looking for help outside. I, I don't want to give up a ton to do it at this point. Um, Mendick has shown he can be a good glove. Uh, you know, we'll see if his back can play. He had some good moments last year, I know, when he filled in. So I, I'd give him some time. I, I, I'm sure Rick Hahn is, is actively looking to see what's available, whether it's now or, you know, at the trade deadline. But, you know, you, you kind of I – don't, I don't think a, a quick move right here makes a ton of sense. I mean, you could put, put Leary there, right? You could do that. Yes. Maybe, uh, maybe Jake Lamb could, could play some second base. I, I did see some, some social media things, and I'm curious what Courtney and um, King think, but I saw some people suggesting moving Moncada back to second. I think that's a terrible idea. Um, he was not very good at second base. He, he seemed to have found a home at third base. So, um, you know, unless, unless they're getting, you know, Brooks Robinson or George Brett out of retirement to come play third base, I don't see a, a, a need to be moving Moncada back to second. I, I, I fully agree with that, Mo. Um, I actually did not see that rumor, but I, ho I hope that does not happen because I think we all saw when Moncada moved to third, he turned into a whole different player. And the rumor that I'm seeing, which is doable, and I don't think we'd have to give up a lot, is Adam Frazier from the, from the Pirates. So that could potentially be interesting. I don't think we'd have to give up a lot for that. Um, he'd be a nice little fill-in. But I agree with you, Mo. I don't want to give up a ton right now. You know, as we were saying, the Sox do continue to win, even with all this adversity. So until that, you know, this is going to be a big test next week with Tampa and Houston. When that continues to, if it doesn't continue, then you might have to consider an outside move. And Adam Frazier might be a decent plug-in while Madrigal is out. I know the King, what the King thinks on this, but go ahead. You love Danny I mean, Mendick. You think he's going to be great. Yeah, what's wrong with Mendick? I mean, I mean, the guy's a, he, he, he's a multiple tool guy. I, I, I mean, we had him in right. Tony was singing his praises. He said he, he doesn't mind if every ball goes to him. What's wrong with Mendick? I, I like Danny next, Mendick. Hey, next man up. I, the I, NFL, the NFL, next man up. MLB, next man up. This is what... This is how you forge a very strong team. This is great. This King, is great. I, I don't disagree with you, and I love the positivity, but, you know, none of these guys, the Mendics, the Lambs, they've never proven that they can go a full season and be successful. They so don't that, need to go a full season. They need well, to go two months until Magic goes back. He might not be back in two months. Let's. He I know you will be back. He will be rested. He will be <laughs> healthy. Oh my God! Would you people just please just have a little faith in modern medicine King, and the, the, King, the, the human spirit? King, love you. He's going to have surgery and he's going to be done for the year. That's what's going to happen. But that, look, uh, Danny Mendek, who's hitting 190 in his 28 games and 58 at bats. Uh, Listen, he's the quintessential 4A player. That's what he is. I, I don't. I like guys getting an opportunity. Give him ten games. Let's see what he does. I, I doubt he holds it down, but he's a very nice guy. I interviewed him many times. He's a good. He's a good Mendek. I'm rooting for him, but I don't. I, I, I'm skeptical that you're going to get uh, 
Madrigal back Mar- this year. But so, but go, Mo, just to, to this point, like, look, uh, Nick Madrigal is a very replaceable player. I, I think White Sox fans are a little over the top on, on the Madrigal loss. Like you, 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 you lost Luis Robert and Aloy Jimenez. That was supposed to kill you. That hasn't killed you. N- you're going to get over Nick Madrigal. He's a, he's a singles hitting, uh, who, which I appreciate, put the ball in play, bat second, bat ninth, second baseman who's average in the field. That guy is, is easily, you can, you can find a replacement that's not going to kill you. Right? I, I actually, I, I'm sorry, Mo, I'm going to cut you off because I very, very strongly disagree with that. I strongly disagree with that because it also messes with his development. And that I don't like. And, well, and, and I have said this and I'll say it again. He is going to show more power as he plays more. He can really be the Dustin Pedroia of the White Sox. So I completely disagree with that. Oh, oh I can't Mark, believe- Mark. Yes, he's. Courtney who, who has a higher slugging percentage? Who has a higher slugging percentage, Madrigal or Vaughn? Oh, okay. Let's let's look at that. I'm assuming I'm wrong. Madrigal slug is 425. Vaughn, Vaughn is 400. Vaughn. Okay, fine. So, and 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 okay, come on. You know, Anderson's 431. So, listen, is Madrigal going to hit a lot of home runs? No, but he puts the ball in play. I think you know. To Courtney's point, he has shown steady improvement. Beginning of the year, his glove. A lot of mistakes. He seemingly has found it found his place and looked more comfortable. He was driving the ball. His defense was better. He was doing everything. I think we we White Sox fans, I think you're kind of hinting that we overhype him, but he was the ball player we were looking for. Last year he had what three thirty as a rookie in, in a small small span. But you know, he he's been great. Is he replaceable? And I think sure. you're prejudiced, Mark Carmen. I think you're prejudiced against short people. <laughs> I, 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 I question the draft pick. I question when they took him and he's done nothing but prove me wrong. And I have actually come around and, and, but I can see you're still holding such prejudice no, I, I, against I, I, him. And I think it's just, it's wrong. I, I, I think I was, he's a very solid major league player who continues to improve. I, I think I, he's a hell of a player. I actually, I, I was, I thought I was supporting you King and just saying that they did that, that we can move forward and, and, and he's replaceable, well, but, but not re- but you're talking about replacing him altogether. I'm talking about filling a gap until he returns. I think he's a heck of a talent. I'm, I'm with, I'm with King on this one. I, I fully agree. I think, and you talked about white Sox fans over hyping magical. I remember when white Sox fans wanted him trade in the off season. I don't think anyone's over hyping him. I think we're seeing what he could turn into and we're excited by that. And it sucks now that he's going to miss at least two months of development time when he was hitting the crap out of the ball. That sucks. And I don't think, I don't think the White Sox even have the ability to overhype anything. If anything, I, I, I just don't think it's in their bag of, bag of tools. I, I think they're suspicious about everything. So the fact that they have brought him under their wing is proof that he really has the right tool set. It is interesting just to underline the Madrigal power thing that Mo brought up. He's got 10 doubles. That's more than Abreu, Anderson, Mercedes. He's third on the team. Moncada and Vaughn both have 12 doubles, and Madrigal is third with 10. He also has four triples, which leads the team. And, okay, so he's got two home runs. But uh, it, There's it, a little it, guy in Houston that it, does quite well. 
And he reminds and my, Magic Girl just uh, reminds me a lot of him. Now, now we're now we're Jose Altuve, uh, Nick Madrigal, which I'm, I'm just way, saying. I'm just saying you can see, you know, shades of. I, I listen. I like the guy. I like the guy a lot. I think it, and I'm not saying that it's not going to hurt. But let's not fold the season. They're they're they moved on last night. They'll keep on moving on. Train's going to keep rolling. White Sox. White Sox. Go go White Sox! Do I have to be the one positive White Sox person here? No, I'm positive. I'm, I'm way positive. I can't. I'm going to be out there Monday and Tuesday. I can't wait to see that series. The best teams in baseball going head to head. Okay. See now there. Thank. That'll you. be good. Tampa will be very very good. All right. Uh, lastly, today, team. I just want around the horn. Your mean Mercedes batting second. Who likes it? Yeah. <laughs> eh, eh, you know, everyone knows who I wanted second, but that's obviously not going to happen now. Um, I mean, like, like we talked about with Mendick, you know, give him 10 games in the two holes, see how he does. Do I like that permanently? Probably not. Um, but I'm willing to experiment with it. Mo. <sighs> I don't know, Mark. They're, they're, you know, that's the point. Like, you, you know, next man up, but do they fit? Where do they fit in the lineup? Um, you know, they got a win yesterday with him there. Uh, I still can't believe the ball he hit over the outfielder side to the wall that he didn't look like he swung at it off his shoe tops. But, you know, I, I, they're winning. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to challenge Channel King here a little bit. And what, whatever they're doing to win right now, it's working. So I'm not going to question it. You just did, by the way. That was a questioning. That was a flat-out, straight questioning that you don't like your mean Mercedes in the two-hole. That's what I heard. I would rather have – I'm with Courtney. If, if Madrigal were healthy. I mean, the lineup would look totally different if, if we were healthy. We're not. So you gotta you got to fill the holes you can. Yeah, but we can't go backwards. Let's go forward. If Moe's filling out the lineup tonight against the Tigers with Lucas Giolito on the mound, who's, who's batting second? Mark Carmen. Uh, that's a good answer. <laughs> I mean, Here, Mark, I-T – it you know what that means no i do In, not i trust <laughs> it it so i'm not even going to question it 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 let's play baseball all right that's a shirt you put your face on it and just start and put all the people that are not trusted on there put your tony Larusa. you could put jerry reinsdorf you could put a whole list of uh White Courtney throwing a suggestion here of, of just different people that White Sox fans in general don't trust as the Kings taking a phone call. Um, th there's a long, there's a long list, but uh, that's it. IT, IT, LaRusa, maybe even Madrigal belongs on there for, for a second. I don't know. Uh, Yasmani. That was uh, Bricks Boyer just called me. I just, I just went off and to say hello and and I'm going to tell them shirts, IT, IT, in Tony, or maybe it's IT, WT, in Tony, we trust. In Tony, when we I trust, is that, that's the shirt. In yeah, Tony, in we Tony, trust. we trust, and I'd like it to be signed by Mark Carmen, by Mo, by Courtney, and at the little, uh, at the bottom, just say the king. That's it. Let's do this. That's I'm in. Love it. Have you noticed that Mark's still not wearing the shy hat that he said he was going to where yeah. a couple weeks ago he said he was going to buy it and wear it and he has yeah. yet to do that all right i i i apologize 
I tried to order it yesterday. I got to make a trip to the South side. I'm going to Rico Benny's. I'm getting the steak, uh, frigging sandwich. I'm, Here, I'm going hat. Monday, Mark. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to get you that hat and I'm going to, and I'm going to send it to you in, 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 in good health and, and in hopes that you'll, you know, repent and, <laughs> and, and really start leaning into the white Sox as you have done and you should do in the future hey courtney and mo just just a little offline conversation or even though it's we're leaving it online you all see the king and, and he hasn't played tennis in 20 years now he was a, a dynamic high school tennis player and, is, and, and i'll speak for you king your, your dad used to tell you don't come home unless you win the dude could play some tennis but he hasn't played in 20 years i play all the time this dude thinks he's going to beat me on the tennis court who would you like to bet on carmen or king king yeah, I can't go against the king right now. I, I got a lot of love for the king. So that that's the guy. That's that's the man. Need, okay. Needless to All say, right. I'm guaranteeing a win. The All king right. will win. We're playing on the dream team and we're playing the tournament of America's in Portland, Oregon. So me, Michael, Chuck Daly, and David Robinson get up and we're going to play golf. This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. So we play 18 holes. And uh, and Chuck says, okay, that's good, guy. Let's go. Michael says, well, I'm going to play another 18. And Chuck says, Michael, we got a game tonight. He says, Chuck, I'm good. So Michael plays another 18. We go to the game, and we're going over the starting line. He says, David, you got this guy. Charles, you got this guy. Scotty, you got this guy. And Michael said, then he, he said, Michael, you got this. He says, oh, no, I got the other guy. And he, Michael says, uh, Chuck says, well, he's the point guard. He, and Michael said, I got him. Michael looks up, says, I said I f- got him. That guy said some shit about me in the newspaper today. I'm going to lock his ass up. And the look on it, like, like he, this dude has just played 36 holes of golf. But he was like, he read what this dude said something about him. And he played like it was game seven. And he was talking to this kid the whole time. Don't you ever mention my name again. I'm Michael Jordan, motherfucker. Don't you ever say about me and like and we're sitting there and this is not even we're not even to the Olympics yet. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.